0: Kyle Busch, again, was part of the Lucas Oil family with this race. And for him to go out and win in those Lucas Oil colors was absolutely sick. (laughs) It was just down a lap from speeding through the pits and comes back and wins like that.
1: I don't think he ever went down a lap. He was pushed to the back because, I mean, this is a large track. It's hard to go down a lap. I was not. I was in the pit lane at that point, but I don't believe he went down a lap.
0: All right. Well, regardless, you 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 get a you get a penalty, you get knocked back a few uh, a few slots, and then you go out and win the damn race. Uh, Crasher with Kyle Busch moments after one won at California Speedway, flying those Lucas Oil colors.
1: Kyle Busch. My goodness. Last one. Best one. Here you are. What was it that you had over other people? What was it that eventually vaulted you ahead of Ross Chastain?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, we were working on the long run all race long, and we were just really struggling getting loose there. So um, Randall and the guys made some really great adjustments there towards the end where we got our car better. I was able to keep pace with him through that run uh, f- before we came down pit road for the final cycle of green flag pit stops. And guys did a great job on pit road, fast pit stop from the from the bunch of jumping over the wall. And uh, we cycled to the lead on that, and then we never looked back. We, we held it the rest of the race and we had 30 laps to go i think it was when we got back out on the track and i'm like ooh, how do i get better take care of the right rear tire it's been loose every run so we got a little bit loose again there at the end of that one in the final 10 laps but we were far enough ahead
1: you told me yesterday that your brother kurt helped you learn this track or he gave you pointers on this track before you came here even in a truck is that something that was helping you seemed The reason I ask is you were running a higher line than some of the other guys and you could run comfortably almost anywhere and you wouldn't get squirrely like others. Was that some of that advice that you've just held through the years?
2: No, no. Wow. The 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 advice that you got that I got from Kurt when I first came here in a truck is entirely different than anything that you're doing this day and age. Uh, that day and age, it was all around the bottom. You would really drive off into the corner and round the entry and get down to the bottom and run around that white line. And this last probably eight years, 10 years, maybe it's all been right around the top and. That lane, we call them lane one, two, three, four, five. So lane three, four, five is kind of where your bread and butter has been made the last little bit. And today I got some of that lane five action going there towards the end, especially in three and four and uh, felt like old times.
1: What about karting last night? You went karting with your boys. You had a great night. That momentum transferred over to today. Can you explain some of that? I know we've talked about this before, but I'm a person that fully believes in momentum and believes in just camaraderie because that helps. Can you explain that from your perspective?
2: No, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, the camaraderie. But, you know, first, I think it starts from just the opportunity of of Austin calling me getting me with Richard, having the conversation with him and them believing in me and um, giving me the opportunity, wanting me to be at RCR and, and giving me everything that I, I could ask for to be able to go out there and, and succeed and, and to put them in victory lane, you know? So
1: now real quick, how close were you with Austin before that phone call last
2: year? Not very close, uh, not very close, but um, you know, I, I've always been, he's a, an Xfinity series champion, a truck series champion, you know, so he's, he knows the ropes. He's, he's been good enough in being able to be uh, one of the guys and so, you um, You know, with being able to move over to RCR, I was a little um, skeptical of just how everything kind of is and whatever, but very open minded to seeing what the system looks like and jumping right in. And Randall's been super helpful, just kind of been welcoming me to the to the party. And, um, you know, the team guys all have been amazing to work with and uh, really a great, great group.
1: How has Samantha Lennox Brexton? What was that phone call like in Victory Lane? What what was the excitement?
2: Oh, very exciting. Uh, Lennox had no idea why I was in a cell phone, (laughs) but, uh, Brexton was pretty pumped. He was excited about it. And then the camera went out, um, right when I was getting ready to, to, to finish talking with him. But, um, all in all, just, you know, really miss them being here with me for the first win at RCR, but, um, looking forward to getting home to them and, and seeing them tomorrow.
1: But real quick, back on your brother, because if this reminded me of that emotion, he was emotional in victory lane and I loved watching him stand there waiting for you to drive it in. He was just like, okay, where, where is he? Where is he? That's cool. You guys have just, everything's just elevated over the last couple of months.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Um, you know, Kurt, he's obviously super resourceful. He's really a a great teacher and probably helping the 2311 guys too much over there this day and age, but he's collecting a check, you know, you gotta you gotta be paid somewhere somehow. So, um, you know, but it was really great to see him come over there and, and be a part of our victory lane celebration. Um, you know, we're now the winningest brother tandem out there in NASCAR, which is super cool. And um, that record stood for almost the test of time with the Allison brothers, but hopefully now the Bush brothers have set it where it'll never be touched.
1: So who do you celebrate with back in North Carolina? Is it going to be your brother? Is it going to be Samantha and the kids?
2: Uh, definitely Samantha and the kids. Yeah. We're going to have a good time tomorrow. I get, they're, they're all going to be sleeping by the time I get home, you know? So, um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to getting home, celebrating with them. And then also trying to figure out how we can get, um, you know, all the, all the guys and all of their wives and everybody together to celebrate again.
3: Well,
1: it's good and fun watching you through this whole evolution with our CR and just you and the family. It's just, you're on something fun here. Just keep going.
2: Well, it was even more fun when you have fast Lucas Oil Chevrolets out front that you can go score wins with. So that was really fun too.
1: All right, yeah, we'll take that all right go have fun yeah thanks can i say fun one more time at the end of that interview just have fun
0: <laughs> it was fun crasher it, it was, was a lot fun. fun yeah when again when you have the winner of your race flying the lucas oil colors i mean my goodness it's uh Makes all the difference in the world. And Statman, you have a guy that dominates California Speedway like that. Look at Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick's got some wins. Jimmy Johnson, six or seven wins at California Speedway. Um, Numerous wins at California Speedway. And that two-mile oval is going away.
3: Jeff Gordon won the first race there. I do know mm-hmm. that. Uh, and yes, it's going away. And they've talked for a long while about putting a short track. Maybe I think the, the, the uh, plans that they put in was 0. 0.6. Uh, of a mile point six, seven or something of a mile. Uh, It's going to be a short track. Hopefully it's banked. And uh, just like Bristol, uh, I would like to see that. Although the half mile at Irwindale, uh, they've had trouble staying alive. So uh, I don't know, you know, maybe there's too much to do in Southern California to support a major league racetrack like that. They've had them in the past at, at Ontario, at Riverside. Uh, so I don't know uh, you would think so but um, they, they haven't proven it to work in the past so we'll see it's insane there's so many people that live here it just it doesn't make any sense yeah one any- out of ten Americans live within four hours of the track so <laughs> you would think that they'd be able to get you know a uh, hundred thousand people once or twice a year to come to the track but they haven't been able to do that so far bizarre.
1: Kenny, you referenced Kyle Larson. I'm going to throw something out there right now, February 26th, 2023. Kyle Larson tweeted after this race, couldn't be more happy for Kyle Bush. This guy or that the guy is one of the best race car drivers of all time and will always be. I'm glad it only took him two races to remind the world. I'm bringing this up for two reasons. Number one, that's just cool of Kyle Larson. Number two, I had another interview with Kyle Busch yesterday in which he is still very, very interested in the Indy 500, and he is still trying to put something together sooner than later. This year, not going to happen. There's a certain Lucas Oil partnership in IndyCar that's going to have four drivers this year. Next year, Kyle Larson's coming on board with them, but that's only for the third car. What's that fourth car going to do next year? I'm just saying.
0: What are you saying, Crash?
1: I'm just saying. What, are you saying. what if it's the Kyle and Kyle show coming over from NASCAR to run the 500 and the 600 in the same day?
0: Well, the easiest poll in the history of mankind, who finishes better, Kyle or Kyle? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think Pato and Felix will have something else to say about that, though. <laughs>
0: yeah.